Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Hey, Nay. Yes. Here we are. Okay. <laughs> yep. I know that was weird. I pressed the button and nothing was moving. It kind of freaked me out for a minute. Delayed. Delayed response. Yeah. I have a lot of delayed responses in my... Well, not... Do I? Do you? Wait. Let's think about that. That could be another podcast. Delayed response. Ooh, that's good. It's kind of like what we try to preach, you know, pause, pray, and then respond. Yeah. Delay your response versus reacting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When we react, sometimes we get in a lot of trouble. Oh, I know I do. Or we could look like a five-year-old. Oh, I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes, you do. What? What? (laughs) You you have your moments, Miss Snake Lady. I don't like snakes. Okay. Nay, we're talking a snake versus going to the doctor and getting your arm worked on. That's scary. Nay. It's very scary. Y'all, you know what? My friend needs some help. I think I ha- I own it, like I said. I'm going to own this you were that I have. Baby. I'm taking responsibility. I appreciate you doing that. For your five-year-old attitude? Yes. And for just not liking needles, that, yeah, okay. I I can't say the word. My my hands are starting to sweat. Who likes needles? Nobody loves them. But I mean, do you trust your doctor? I do. Okay. Yeah. And he saw the five-year-old come out of me. He sure did, didn't he? I feel like I need to call your doctor and apologize for you. That's exactly what my daughter said. Did you apologize? I'm like, no. No, I didn't. Wow. I didn't harm him. I was just showing. A 40-something-year-old woman acted like a five-year-old. I had to have a needle put in my elbow. Okay. That's, That's where bones are and things, not like fatty meat. Is what I was thinking in my head. Like I said, Nay, I am not the one to give you any, any sympathy whatsoever. I can't get anywhere. Four back surgeries. (laughs) Like I named them for you. Four back surgeries, two knee surgeries. But you were knocked out. You didn't feel nothing. I mean, knock me out and you can do whatever you want. But I was wide awake when the doctor put the cortisone in my knee. Oh, no, I would never do that. Mm-mm. Yeah. That hurts, I heard. And I had the shot in my hip no, for bursitis no, no. and the shot in my shoulder for bursitis. And nay. You're crazy. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm alive. Uh, it didn't kill me. I do need prayers for my elbow, everybody. Because this and is going... for your state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> I did ask myself, where did this fear start? Yeah, and where I, did I, it? I really can't pay it. Yeah, you need to ponder on that. I, I, I'm claustrophobic, and I don't like in. That's needles, everybody. 
Oh my so. goodness. <laughs> what am I dealing with? Can somebody help me? What? I have I'm not perfect. I got things. Yeah. Okay. That's so uh, true. <laughs> and I'm taking responsibility. I own it. I'm not denying it. Mm-hmm. I don't like those two things. Clearly. And you know, I'm conquering them because I allowed him to do the procedure. Because actually years ago, Nay, it did was I ever tell a you shot this? in the arm. It wasn't a procedure. <laughs> it's a procedure. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was. It was. A shot in anything, the arm. Anything. A shot in the elbow is a procedure. <laughs> yes. Anything in the doctor's office is it's a procedure. Okay? It's a procedure. Wow. Wow. And what I hate to even speak out loud is I might have to have that again on the twenty first, I think, or another week. Another shot? That, yes. But Hey, because a year, like years ago, I remember I ran this half marathon Mm -hmm. and it was raining. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I I ran through it Uh and didn't even feel that my, like I was all bloodied in the back of my heels Uh because the skin rubbing. Yeah. And I had pain in my shin Mm -hmm. and wouldn't go away. So I I went to this, I went to the same doctor. And he was like, okay, well, we probably need to have like a, I don't know if he said an x-ray or MRI. And we'll, we'll need to. Two different things. I know. But very, girl, this very was probably 15 years ago, 20 oh maybe. Oh my goodness. Okay, y'all. I can't remember. So, but I do remember saying, no, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not having that procedure done. Because he wanted to put a dye in me, which means you'd have to use an N. A needle, people. <laughs> and I said, just talking code. I said, no, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> so I have come a long way. I really have. I have had acupuncture, which is in a lot of them in an area. And I've survived that. And I had this other procedure. Procedure, people. <laughs> She's had procedures. So I have no, a micro dysectomy. You, your back split open. That's a procedure. Oh, oh no. Naomi. I would never do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Y'all. What? I, I, have, I have improved. I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. Have with, you? Yes. <laughs> you have? Because I would have said. By acting like a five-year-old in the doctor's office, you've improved. Yeah, because okay. I followed through with it, and it wasn't that bad. Really, what what did you do in the? You put your head on the table. No. Yes, you, you did. You told me. No, you put, I, your head went down on the table because he told me to. <laughs> I wasn't about to look at that. I wasn't about to watch. Okay, I maybe acted like a little. Oh, wait, I forgot about the cortisone in my middle finger. No, no, not doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Does it, is it if it causes burning and like <laughs> fire? I'm not doing what? That. I don't know. <laughs> I did ask him. I was like, "How big is it?" The the end, and he's like, "Needle." It's, it's not that big, and I'm like, "Okay." And then he was like, "If you're gonna, you know." I don't want you to pass out or, or you know, get so stressed over Y'all, this. So we don't have to do it. Just continue Her head doing. was on the table and the nurse had to come and give her a cold compress on her neck. Because it's a real thing. They said it was a real thing. They wouldn't lie to me. They said, yeah, people really are afraid of these. You could pass out. I almost did pass out. Not, that, not, not that procedure, you, but another procedure. Procedure. 
Anyway. Can I go with you next time? No. Please. No. It'll be fun. No. Let me go. No. I think it'll be fun. No, you will make it worse. No, I will not make it worse. Yes, you will. You Why will be would I laughing, rolling on the ground, just ecstatic about I just, my I, behavior. Well, I need to talk to the doctor. <laughs> it, it was probably funny because yeah. I was kind of yelling at him a little. Not yelling Yikes. at him, just like, no, I'll do it. Because he was trying to get me out, you know, like giving me a way out. But I knew I needed to do it because I've been dealing with this for going on six weeks now. Is bad, which is so I need prayers. Why didn't you tell me like six weeks ago? Because I thought it was not that big of a deal, you know. And I was like babying it, and then I I did some acupuncture three, and then it helped with the muscle, but then like the pain didn't go away. So I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, now I got to go to the doctor, and Ooh. I know what he's gonna do because mm. I looked on his website. Oh. And saw all the options. Mm. And none of them sounded good. None. Mm. So I went and he told me what he was going to do. And I he started to hyperventilate. I didn't hyperventilate, but I was starting to like. Having a panic Like attack. right now, I'm just talking about it. It's just, yeah. I can't breathe. So. <laughs> and guess what? You lived through it. I did. You and sure did. So see, now that I did it, I'll be fine. For the next one. Yes. Okay. So I am improving. I'm taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I am owning up to it. Mm-hmm. And I am pressing forward. Okay. So maybe the next time when you go into the doctor's office, you can, like, step up your game. and I'm only, gonna. And only act like a 10-year-old. <laughs> As long as it's an improvement. Okay. I say that's good. Oh, nay. Baby steps. You know what? This is really good because we're talking about taking responsibility today. Yeah. It's good. Look good topic. <laughs> good topic. <laughs> we all need to take responsibility because yeah. nobody else is going to do it for you. No. No. My husband was not going to force me in the car and make me go to the doctor. No, it's he sure wasn't. It's my responsibility. Yeah. And I got no sympathy from him just saying that. And neither from you. From the no. two most important people in my life. Next to my girls. None. Well, no, no empathy. No sympathy. No. 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 Mm-mm. No tears with me. Um, for I was solo. a shot in the arm. All solo. Shot in the arm. It was horrible. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, y'all, we need to talk about take responsibility. What are you going to teach me? What are you going to teach me, Dr. Kim? I'm listening. All ears. <laughs> this is your idea. Yeah. How did we get to this? I have no idea. I don't know, Naomi. How did we? I think, really, because in counseling... Yes. We sometimes see patterns where people yes. are in the same kind of cycle because yes. they get stuck of not taking full responsibility of their part of, of the their situation. Own, their own part, their own actions, their own doing mm-hmm. in their situation. Because that's the only thing you can change is yourself. Well, like I've said this a million times, you've said it a million times. God only gives us one type of control, and that's mm-hmm. self-control. And that means we have to t- 
take responsibility for ourselves and our actions and if we want to get out of a situation or improve a situation or make our life different that's up to us yeah we got to take responsibility and do it yes even Especially if it's in painful counseling. or it's not fun. It's not fun well, to it's change. Not, it's not fun, but it's part of the journey. Yes. That's what I told a um, another couple that came in, you know, just struggling. And, you know, the question is like, why? Why does it have to be so hard? Well, it's part of the journey. Yeah. Like God is refining the two of you, you know, to be mm. better. Like I say, it's, takes do work. better today than you did yesterday. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take work. It's going to take discipline. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff in my own life, my own marriage that, you know, it's taken, seriously, it's taken 35 years to get to a point of, you know, realizing different things mm -hmm. and, you know, understanding how you could do those things better. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if there's areas that you don't like or you know need improving or hurtful areas, don't ignore it. Don't keep brushing it under the rug or just thinking it's going to go away. Just stand up, take responsibility and accountability mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to change the things within myself because it may not change the environment. It may not change your, your environment, but right. it could change you if you change your own outlook, attitude, mm -hmm. and perception of it. Mm -hmm. it, could, it could change for you. Well, and the most important part of all of that, and we've said it like a million times, is are you close to the Lord? Mm -hmm. You know, are you reading your word and are you listening to Him, what He wants you to do? Right. Because he, in the midst of your trial and your your traumas and your your hardships, is the only one can can bring that peace. That's his peace in the yeah. midst of the storm. Yeah, it really isn't your own doing, no. your own peace. It's no, it all of not. God. It really is. So if you're if you're wanting to really take the responsibility and change your own self, you're going to need God's help. Oh, totally to do yeah. that I don't know how uh, you know people can go through some of the things in life and not have the Lord with them mm -hmm. and have that relationship with the Lord to help them through the thing right you know yeah because I always tell everyone that you are going to be accountable before the Lord yes for your own actions yeah. and how you treat someone regardless of how they treat you. Well, the word says that we're going to be accountable for our words and our behaviors. Yes. So. Even our thoughts. Yes. Wow, that's God's standards. Yes, for sure. You know, and so um, God doesn't, I just said this to a client, God doesn't say you can forgive everyone except right there is no except you can be loving and nice towards others except for right no you know and i just had to tell another client too like god's 
will and his heart posture is for everyone to be saved until they take their last breath. Because once your breath is gone, it, you're done. Too late. There's too late. Yeah. So even for the ugliest of ugliest people, even the the most just despicable, God's heart posture is for them to come to Christ. Yeah. Even for like a Hitler and a and a, a Putin and uh-huh. a all these ugly people that are full of evil his heart posture Mm -hmm. which means our heart posture has to be the same with the people that are our enemies our heart posture has to be we want them to come to christ yes so you have to have that you have that compassion and it's kind of like we were going to bring out is it luke was talking about luke 10 verse 30 through 37 it, this kind of goes over our responsibility of how we're supposed to treat others. Um, and we all know this parable of the Good Samaritan. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Should we read 30 through 37? Yeah. Okay. It says, Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own animal brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you spend, when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Show mercy. Four little words, instructions, go Mm -hmm. and do likewise. Yeah. And you notice that compassion is in there, and we always preach that I believe forgiveness and compassion go together. Mm-hmm. But really put yourself in this story and think about your worst enemy as being that 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 person, that person that was wounded, stripped, laying half dead on the side of the road. Will you would just you? walk by or yeah, would, would you, you think about it? I couldn't do that, honestly. I even mean, your worst enemy? Yeah, even my worst enemy. I couldn't I couldn't do that. If I saw a human being hurting yeah. like that, no way. No way. But that's a good uh, a good internal check. Yeah. If you if you think of your worst enemy as being this uh, man that went like I said, he, he fell among thieves. He was stripped. He, uh, he was wounded. He was left on the side of the road. Yeah. Half dead. Taking responsibility for others. That's what we're talking about Yeah. with this scripture. Yeah. Are you going to treat this person with love and compassion, even though yeah. it's someone that you struggle with mm-hmm. in your life or mm-hmm. has caused you great harm? Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and if you have reservation about it then you need to really pray with the lord and ask that you know work on the forgiveness for that person mm-hmm. yeah for sure because again god didn't say there's exceptions no 
Jesus didn't say go and do likewise to just those people that you love. Yeah, it's easy to help people you love. Right. It's not easy to help people you don't love. Right. So. Right. Okay, so taking responsibility for others, and then what about taking responsibility for family? First mm. Timothy. Oh no no no, that's not First Timothy. It's Second Timothy two fifteen. Are you sure? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. First Timothy five eight. Okay. It was right. It says, but if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, mm. he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Ooh. Yeah. So taking care of family. And I really believe that's probably in, in every area that you can, right? Spiritually. Mm-hmm. Emotionally. Yeah. Physically mentally so are you but let's also just add this little disclaimer they got to want to help they have to want the help mm -hmm. you know but you do have a responsibility to take care of your family right you know especially your immediate family yeah if your parents if your yeah. parents listen you have a responsibility um, to take care of your children other people should not have to take care of your children. Mm -hmm. uh, whether you have birthed these kids or you have adopted these kids, you have a responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, we right. gotta do what, I mean, because the kids are a gift. Yes. God can take them away from us at any minute. Right. So we, we have to take care of our family. Mm -hmm. What about Second Timothy? 215 this is talking about taking responsibility <clears throat> with God's Word mm, it says be diligent to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth mm. that word dividing it's talking about um, it says Paul likens the word of truth to a road being built or a furrow being plowed both of which must be straight. The good workman must be accurate and clear in his exposition of God's word, keeping to the road himself and making it easy for others to follow. The dividing of the word of God does not mean to segment it, but to rightly discern its truth Yes, by capturing the spirit of the word. Yeah. So we have, we have a responsibility to be true to God's word and like God's word says we do not add or take away from it yeah because it's <clears throat> been heavy heavy on my heart lately that and it's just kind of been coming up here and there that with the world being so deceitful and just mm -hmm. like deceitful in a way that there's little twists sure you know like they'll they'll implement the word but then there'll be an untruth with it yeah that if you don't know what the word of god says you can easily falter into that deceit yeah and follow something that is so ungodly yeah without even knowing it yeah but which is why you have to read study and memorize god's word the other thing that's been coming up is i think that and I see that the enemy is so at work that 
I feel like before when it wasn't as heavy, you might have been able to say a prayer and he'll flee. But now I'm seeing you got to pray out loud with authority, the word of God for him to flee. That's the thing. You know, you have to pray with the authority and power that you have through Jesus. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you don't, it's just like us having a conversation here today. And I see the enemy, um, like when I when I have clients, like if you know that you're doing the right thing, like you're like I'm, I'm reading the word, even though my my mind's not always focused on it, but I'm obeying and doing that, and I'm I'm praying and I'm I'm fasting and I'm going to church, I'm doing all this stuff. That if if you feel like okay, I had a really bad day, or this thing that I'm trying to conquer is still tormenting me. I feel like the enemy's in their ear saying, see, it's not yeah, working, yeah. or you should try something else. Right. But what you have to do is I was like, take away all your feelings mm-hmm. and your emotions and look at the facts. Am I doing yeah. what God would want me to do? Yes, I'm reading the word, I'm going to church, I'm in a small group, I'm fasting. You have to fight through that. It's like, it's like you're in the fire and you're halfway through it and then you turn around and come back out. Yeah. You have to stay in the refining fire and go through it. Right. Meaning, yes, I'm doing everything <coughs> God calls me to do. And because of that, I'm gonna reach the promises. Yeah. I'm gonna get I'm gonna reap what I'm sowing into. Yes. But and God people sees it. listen too quickly to the enemy and to the yeah. lies. Even if you're not feeling, that's what perseverance is, that's what mm-hmm. endurance is, mm-hmm. is you keep fighting through knowing I'm doing all the right things. It's going to work. Yes. I'm going to come to my it's having faith. revelation. I'm going to come to my victory because I'm doing all the things that work. Don't, right. don't listen to the enemy. I just hear him just in the ears saying. Yeah. All kinds of lies. All kinds of lies. But you just have to look at I'm doing everything that I could possibly do, just press forward, press forward, right. press forward. Even if you don't see that immediate right. change, right. you gotta keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Which is important to journal all your small defeats because they're gonna add up to one big victorious defeat. Yeah. And that's what encourages you. That's what's building your faith, yeah. whether you realize it or not. Absolutely. The small little victories in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And if you record them and journal them and write them down, when you're having the enemy in your ear, you go back and you look at God's faithfulness. I, yeah. ex- I explained it one way to a client. It's your, um, how did I say it? It's, it's your own book of faithfulness from God. It's your own, something like that. I, I, I said, it came to me like, this is your own book. Mm. to you of your own personal faithfulness God has in your life. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's personal. It's the story then. he has for you. Yeah, and it, it's encouraging because then you can say, God can't be nothing but faithful. Right. Absolutely. So if you're doing your part, mm-hmm. God will do his part. Keeping your eyes on the Lord first. Right. So it's so important mm-hmm. that we... You can't rely, let me just throw this out there. You cannot rely on a pastor, a sermon, a a counselor, a kid, a counselor to feed you the word of God. No, no. Because then it doesn't make it a personal relationship. Don't rely on Sunday church as your your main meal. Not going to survive. You're not. Not going to survive. You are not. You've got to be in the word every day. 
We say this every single time we're on a podcast, but it is so true. It is the key. It's the key to everything. Mm -hmm. To your freedom. Yes. To yes. strongholds being gone, mm -hmm. bondages is to your freedom. And mm -hmm. because when the storm comes, because it will come, mm -hmm. you will not survive unless you have a personal relationship yeah. with Jesus. Yeah, I firmly believe that, Naomi, yeah. for sure. Well, let's look at one more responsibility, and that's in Hebrews 13.5. And that's taking responsibility about handling your money. Got it? Yeah. Okay. Um, it says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Are you content with what you have? Mm. Do you have to have the next best thing? Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, are you saving your money? Right, you're being responsible. Yeah, are you being a good steward with your money? Mm -hmm. Are you helping other people with your money? Mm -hmm. Are you... Um, Does money rule you? Is yeah. money controlling you? Like I told a couple this week, you know, you're allowing the dollar bill to rule your household. Wouldn't it be cool if you were in charge of your money and right. not your money in charge of you? Mm-hmm. Gosh, what freedom. Yeah. That is another thing that can totally put you in bondage because there's a fear. Mm -hmm. If you have a financial fear, you really mm -hmm. need to get to the root of why is that fear there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I, I heard a saying a long time ago, where you worry the most is where you trust God the least. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, so if you're always worried about money, yeah. then you're not trusting God in that area. That's right. So true. Uh huh. But I mean, you got to take a look and see, you know, what exactly are you doing with your money and are you being a good steward of it? Or are you just buying everything out there because you're putting a band aid over something right. that you haven't addressed? There usually is a root. Yeah. A root cause for that behavior. Right. Did yeah. you not have any money when you were growing up and now that you're an adult, you're just out there going crazy? Right. No, you got to be a good steward of your money because once it's gone, it's gone. Right. Can't take it to heaven. No. Why store up things here? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so taking responsibility, Nay, we could do that. Yep. We all got to work on some areas. Yes, we right? do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all do. For sure. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, until next time. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.